everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming. However, whatever words you use, what how are you taking my podcast? I appreciate it. Um, man, my hair is looking pretty rough. I had the barrels, they didn't last long. I was really rough on them this time, so. Shit's already down. I got to wash it and everything now. Man. Um, yeah, my dress journey is um, not going how I want it, if I'm being honest. I, I think it looks cool, but it's really not what I wanted my hair to look like. <laughs> I didn't think it would be this complicated. But uh, you know what? It's different. I mean, I don't dislike it, but it's not what I wanted. So I don't know. I'm just trying to be... Um, just open to shit not going how I want it. And uh yeah, it's it's whatever. It's whatever. But glad to be here. Um tell somebody about the podcast. If you're new, welcome. Uh this is my podcast. It's usually about 20, 30 minutes, and I just talk about all types of shit. So sometimes just stuff that makes me upset, happy, uh confused, just you know, and I and I told myself, um, this year, I will be a lot more honest with my podcast. I feel like I have been, and um, this episode, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a little nerdy and, and dorky, and not not heavy at all. Um, uh, so, well, I'll just dive right in. Uh, I usually start with my milestone, so we'll start with that. For those who don't know, we have a nine year old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that he's going through. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And uh, right now he's in, he's in a good place. We are all in a pretty good place. Um, he went to a party this past weekend. He did really well. I know he can get overwhelmed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there was a dog there that used that usually isn't at this person's house, uh, a rather big dog, and uh, he was a little nervous. But you know he kept his cool. He let the dog smell him, and you know the dog went about his business. And I I, I don't dislike animals at all but i'm not really i'm not a i'm not a uh, i i can't this is a it's hard to say i definitely do not like dislike dogs or cats but i'm not really an animal person if that makes sense you know I, I i like a good cat video you know i can watch dog videos and stuff and i will go through a phase where i'm like man i really want a dog but i I just don't care about animals enough to want to uh, take care of one. The idea of having a dog sounds cool. It looks fun. But like picking up dog shit and walking them and going, taking them to the doctor. And I just, um, I, I don't have the patience for it. I can't do it, you know? And I know me too, man. I, if I get involved in that, they're going to get the best. I, 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 can't, I can't afford it. I, I say all this, and I, I know I can't afford it. And I, I think that's why I take such a hard stance on it, because I know if I, like, cave in a little bit, it's it's over, man. It's over. You know, I've been watching, uh, what's the little uh, Dotson? The little, I was like, man, I want one of them fucking things. I, I just went down this YouTube, not YouTube, but a, um, a Instagram Dotson rabbit hole, and I was just like, this is the coolest dog in the world. But I know I don't like those kind of dogs. <laughs> but it just they made it look fun. You know? I was like, I got to have one of those. But 
I just know I can't invest the time and the energy into it. Um, I like how I made that about me. <laughs> Classic Chris. My son had a great time at the party, and there was a dog there. So it, it's just working with this anxiety and everything. It's just uh, it was nice to see him really enjoy himself. They played outside. They played inside. And uh, he didn't want to leave. You know, it just really reminded me of uh, my childhood and, and just because now like kids have like these extravagant parties and all this kind of shit. You rarely ever see a classic kid party where it's like, hey, man, we're going to have some cheap pizza, uh, a couple party favors. Kids are going to run around inside. Uh, you know, if, if uh, some of the people come on are actually like really close friends of the family, they're going to stay till it gets dark. All the other school friends will probably leave. You know, it's just, you know those, you remember those, right? You go to one of your best friend's parties and you guys are there late. It's dark and you go, man, this was great about being a kid, right? Because you you hit that, okay, it's nighttime. Uh, man, it's just like, hey, I'm already here. Maybe they'll let me stay tonight. You know, that was that was the best as a kid. The impromptu staying over after the party because typically back then somebody got like some really cool video games or some shit so it's just like i went to a party all day i'm at one of my best friends house it's the best time in the world you're drinking as much pop as you want all the pizza all the chips all the candy brand new video game and they're like hey man you can you can stay tonight and it's just like oh my god that is like the 12 year old version of like you're going to vegas and you're getting $10,000 to spend on gambling. That's the best, man. The fucking impromptu sleepover. Oh, man. Can't beat it. But he had a great time. We had a lot of fun. Um, uh, it got a little heavy with the discussion inside. And I was I was pleased to exit when I did. It was just, it was all Ukraine and fucking all this stuff. I'm like, man, we're supposed to be a children's party. I was talking about fucking innocent people getting bombed and shit i'm out of here but um <laughs> fuck. anyway so um h&r block it is that time of year let me tell you they try to fuck you over each and every way that they can all right first of all you pay about 300 bucks to get the shit done right so that's 300 bucks right there boom then on top of that they love the add-ons. Everything is the fucking add-on. Up, upsell, upcharge. Now they got the uh, the peace of mind is is just like, hey, if you do good audit it, don't worry, we'll take care of it. Then they have something else you can get. Well, that's forty bucks, starting at twenty. But what is it really going to be twenty bucks? Especially as an adult, you're not you. You're in your once you hit like thirty five, you're done. Well, like the you know, as when you were twenty and you would be interested in some shit, and they would go, "Hey, prices starting at fucking one ninety nine and up." When you're that young, you're the one ninety nine guy, okay? And up, and up is thirty and above. So I'm I'm an up. It might start at nineteen, but that motherfucker gonna cap out somewhere two hundred, probably with some of this shit. But anyway, so they got the peace of mind. That's just in case you get audited. They take care of everything. They have a fraud alert, which, hey, if something fishy goes on with your ID, uh, they'll let you know. Then they have, um, what else did they have? Let me see. They had the, um, 
tax shield, which I don't even know what that is. That started, yeah, that started at 20 bucks. The peace of mind started at $40. And then that fraud alert was another $40, starting at $40. And then get this. This is the part that really gets me. You can have all your fees and all that shit taken out of the return that you're going to get if you're going to get one. But if you choose to do that, they charge you another $39 to pay with the money they just got you back on top of the money that you just paid them to do the thing. On top of the money that you're going to pay them if you want the fraud alert, you want the peace of mind, you want the uh, tax shield. I mean, just just alone, if, you're, if your taxes are complicated, you can pay them probably $1,000 in fees. I mean, in, in some cases, that's just that's half of your um, return. It's wild, man. Fuck H&R Block. But the lady's nice. But uh, when she said that, I was just like, no, I, I, I'll pay it. My, I'll pay with my with my debit card right now. You're not charging me. You're not charging me an extra thirty nine dollars. I would just rather pay it now. It's just it's ridiculous, man. But I get it. We live in a capitalistic capitalistic society. People got to make money. Um, did a show in Baltimore last week. Had a great time. My buddy Umar Khan runs it. Um, Full Tilt Brewing. Uh, I love I love Baltimore. I don't go very often. But uh, Baltimore is a cool town. And this is what I feel like Baltimore suffers from. Baltimore suffers from what Jaws did to beaches is what The Wire did to Baltimore. Right? If that makes sense. I think think The Wire really um, unintentionally gave people a really uh, skewed view of that town. And I get it. There's some rough areas in Baltimore, but it's a it's a great city. It's got a lot of character, a lot of history, um, a lot. They got their own, you know, like food culture. Uh, I mean, Baltimore it has a rich history in America. They got just that 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 East Coast hard nose. Uh, we work hard. Don't fuck with us type town, man. It, it's kind of got like that um, blue collar Pittsburgh, uh, you know, um, history to it. I like it, man. It's 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 a great town, but it, it can get dicey quick in Baltimore. And I grew up in Rochester. Uh, I grew up in areas where there are a lot of people didn't want to go. And um, I'm just at an age where, like, I'm not afraid to be in the hood, but I'm very cautious, man, because I know for the most part you're fine. But I also understand shit can get uh, dicey quick, especially when people don't, when they recognize you're not from that area. Unlikely to happen, but I'm just saying when shit goes down, it goes down quickly. Um, but uh, it, it's just one of those cities, man, where like you're just driving along and it's just people on the corner. It's homeless people. It's just people really down in their luck. Uh, just, yeah, liquor store, liquor store, laundromat, uh, you know, corner store. And then one block up, it's like breweries and nice little restaurants and people walking around, eating on the street. But literally two blocks down the road, it's just it's the complete opposite. You know, people just living in abject poverty. And it's just one of those cities where it's so close together, uh, where it's it's so close. But it's also like this 
wide valley of segregation in that town because you have such uh, uh, abject poverty right next to people who are doing very, very well. And uh, we do a good job at ignoring that shit, which is which is wild. But anyway, I had a great, great time. Fun show. Um, Byron Bowers dropped in. If you don't know who he is, he's a, a co-writer and he, um, he voices one of the characters on 10-Year-Old Tom. A good comic. Very cool dude. Um, from LA. He was, he's in town filming something that, I don't know, some something for Apple TV or something. But it was cool to meet him. I, I've heard his name quite a while, for quite a while, and it was just kind of nice to meet him um, just on a whim. Um, yeah, I just, I just really, I, I really enjoyed Baltimore. I had, a, I had a lot of fun, and uh, shout out to Umar Khan for having me on the show. And uh, that, that place full tilt, man. It's, it's really nice. It's, it's one of these like hipster kind of breweries where like um, they have arcade games in there, like the, the big um cabinets. They got pool tables. They got the old school Russia versus America hockey um game you can sit outside you know what it, it reminded me of it's it, this is an old ass reference but have you guys do you remember the original ninja turtles movie remember where the foot clan would hang out where it's just like they're smoking cigarettes and they're riding skateboards they're drinking beers but it's also video games and shit that's what it reminds me of it reminds me of where the foot clan would hang out to recruit kids because they had beer and video games and chicken tenders. So it's just it's just a weird mix, man. That's where we are in this country where like middle-aged people just they just want to still capture like uh their uh childhood but while doing adult things. You know, so it's like I wanna eat chicken wings and uh macaroni macaroni and cheese balls have a triple bock uh, local brew while I play Double Dragon because it reminds me of when I was 10. I mean, that's that's the fantasy world that a lot of us are just living in in, in this country. But uh, yeah, <laughs> had a great time. So again, shout out to Umar. Um, I've been on a sci-fi kick lately. I just finished um, The Silent Sea, which is a Korean sci-fi drama. Um, you know what? It was okay. It was all right. Um, the premise is this this uh, group of astronauts had to go uh, back to the moon to get a sample, which they don't say what the sample is. They need to go get a sample from a now, um, I don't know if defunct, but a now, um, hmm, abandoned uh, space station on the moon is if that did I say that right? So that's what it's about. It's a it's a team going back to their um a lunar station that is um has been abandoned or yeah they lost communication with it. And they get there and they find out like all the people are dead and it's just um yeah it was okay. Sorry for that shitty review, but that's my attitude that review of that show is basically how I felt about it. <laughs> that, 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 that explains that. It's just, um, again, in a nutshell, a astronaut crew goes back to the moon 
to collect a sample from a space station, a lunar space station that they had where they learn everyone is dead and the show is basically figuring figuring out what happened. So um, it was okay. I was pretty excited about it, but as the show unfolded, it really wasn't my cup of tea. It took me a little while to finish the last uh, two and a half episodes. I did yesterday, and it was eh, it was okay. But I also have to remember, like, these are foreign TV shows, so while the human experience is kind of the same, you know, we kind of all tell the same stories. I think uh, our society and our culture, um, we might see things as wrapped up or um, or the way we conclude movies or things that have taken place might be more culturally significant to others than it is Americans. If that, if that makes sense, you know, even though it's a lot of the same elements are there, there are subtle differences that I do believe are cultural and it may read better with their culture than ours. But uh, I did find it entertaining. I, I liked the production. Uh, it looked good. Um, the premise was cool, but, uh, a little out of my wheelhouse, but I, I, cause I, I do enjoy a nice uh, sci-fi. All right. And I just started watching Bubba Fett today. And let me say, I'm not a big star Wars, uh, guy. I, I would consider myself a casual fan of star Wars. If that's the correct term to use. And, um, I think I knew just enough about Bubba Fett to enjoy it. I remember him from the original, I can't remember which film it was. That just shows you right there I, uh, that I'm not a true fan. I am a casual fan. But I remember him chasing uh, Han Solo and then getting eaten by the uh, that uh, sandworm or whatever, whatever creature you call it. And watching him pop out of that and the story kind of uh, continue, I, I, I was like, oh, okay, I remember that. And I remember watching it years ago thinking like, oh, man, they're making a big deal about this Bubba Fett guy. He looked really cool. His the hell like I really loved his aesthetic. The helmet was really dope. The jetpack, the pistol, uh, the fact that he was a bounty hunter. He, he was he kind of was like one of the first sci-fi character characters. I was like, I want to be that dude because he looks really cool. And uh, you didn't know much about him. You didn't know much about him. And to see uh, his story kind of unfold, or I don't know if it's uh, unfold. I don't know if it's really unfold or to show what happened after. I guess unfold would be fine. I don't know why I'm being really weird about the words that I'm choosing. Like I'm choosing the wrong words. But uh, I want to say I watched the first three episodes. It's just they're so well done. That's how good they are to me. Like even the Mandalorian, I just I would just binge it. And again, I'm not a Star Wars person, but I, I really love the. Um, I like the uh, the space western, um, like to me, this is like a mix of a, a space western, a little bit of the last Mohican when it comes to the storyline of of him gaining the respect of the Tuscan Raiders, and uh, him as this Diamo, like basically like a mob boss. So it's got a lot of shit in it that I like. I, I like the Star Wars world. I, I'm really into mob shit. I like space westerns, so it all kind of, I don't know, it meshes well. It's well written, uh, and they just they do a good job at explaining all this all this stuff. And uh, I can really see how people got into this over the years. I mean, because there's so many different races of people and aliens and planets and 
it's just wild. Like if you get bored with one thing, it's just like, well, all right, I'm sick of Jedi's. Let me let me fucking get into the Clone Wars or figure out where these this race of people came from. You can get into all of that, you know. And I I think that's cool. Um, yeah, it's just I could see how people just get really enthralled and just they just get obsessed with this. Like I'm sure there's. I will, you know what? I will venture to say this about most of us. I feel like, like with me and Sopranos, I like the Sopranos so much. I know so much about that world. There's people who can tell you everything about Harry Potter, everything about each school. I mean, it's the school, each house, or whatever you, you want to call them, every character, the backstory of all this, that, and the third. But how. It's just crazy that we can, we all have a thing like that where we can tell you the history of this universe, whether it's a TV show, a book series, whatever. But we can't do that with our own government, like or our own like real history. I mean, there's people who can tell you everything about Game of Thrones history, everything there is to know about Tolkien shit, everything about Harry Potter, everything about Sopranos, everything about Lost. But like, I cannot tell you uh, how many people are in the Senate, Senate or the or Congress. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. But you know what? I can I can tell you how much um how much Tony wanted um <laughs> Ralphie to pay Polly for a job that he gave uh his guy the, the uh safe codes to. I I know that. But I couldn't tell you 10 people that signed the Declaration of Independence. Okay? I know that Tony Soprano went to Seton Hall for a semester and a half. I do know that shit. But uh yeah, I'm just I've been on a sci-fi kick. Um oh. I I'll, I'll talk about this one and then get out of here, man. Uh Raised by Wolves is another one. Uh I kept hearing about how good it was. Um I finally started watching it and it is um it is a, a very intriguing show. The droid on there they call mother is what I assume that like if, if liberal white women just continued on their, some of them on their radical path, this is what a fully evolved liberal white woman would look like. Just a an emotionless, nippleless, vaginalist, uh, female presenting form known as mother. <laughs> it's just... It's just a wild concept, and I don't—I don't even really fully know what's going on. But a quick synopsis of this show is, and it is way more layered and complicated than this. Way more storylines going on than this. But in a nutshell, there are two droids on on this uh, basically barren planet, trying to raise. Um, what children what human children are left to restart civilization because they left earth uh due to a a an apocalyptic war versus what it seems to be uh atheists and religious people and these humans the remaining humans uh find out where they are and it's a struggle to get these human kids back from these androids so and it, again, way more complicated than that. But in a nutshell, that's what it is: humans and, and droids fighting over human children to raise them uh, how they want to. So, 
But uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a Ridley Scott joint, if you will. I think it looks great. I think they casted it well. The the, the two Android people are are fantastic. Uh, I like the cost. I like the costume design. It, it looks fantastic. I, I really like how it looks. I like the music. Um, the story is very weird, but they give you just enough to keep you asking questions or like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I hear that it has something to do with Prometheus, that movie, if you guys remember that. And I think Prometheus has something to do with Alien, if I'm not mistaken. So it's uh, it's just, it's entertaining. I'm almost done with the first season. Um, yeah. So that's it this week. Nothing weird. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the theater show. If you've been hitting me up asking asking me about other gigs that he's doing, am I on? I don't I don't know, man. Uh, Norman is he's a very last minute kind of guy. A, a lot of people in 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 our industry are like that, where you know they got so much stuff going on. Um, so and, and and you know I've done it to people. It's just you get you get busy. You forget like um, sometimes you forget how big something is to somebody else, and it's not on your mind all the time. Like, I mean, these are his theater shows. I'm pretty sure he's excited about it, but he still has a lot of other shit to do. And me, I have other shit to do, but, like, that's a big, big deal for me. So um, it's not going to be on his mind as much as it is mine. So, I mean, in this business, a lot of times people will ask you last minute to do something kind of outrageous. Like, hey, you want to be on the show? Us ah, in California. I need you here tomorrow. Shit like that. That's how this business is or some weird state. You know, they, they want you to be there. Uh, yesterday but uh yeah so I, I i'm not sure as i get more dates uh, i'll let you know but uh, i will be in dc in the next couple of weeks uh working out a new hour and and just you know i'm still just trying to figure out what the fuck i want to do um so yeah there's a show that's the show make sure you guys follow me on instagram and twitter at chris allen comedy if you're new welcome and um i'm done peace see y'all next week